Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Jump Ball. I'm your host for the bonus episode, AJ, and I've already changed what I'm doing. <laughs> I did one episode of Hall of Famers. Shout out, uh, Ink Luisetti. But then I got bored. Then I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I already was over it. <laughs> uh, so I'm here with Brock uh, before I get into what we're talking about. Brock, what's going on? You're watching a lot of Dragon Ball. We were talking about it before yeah, this. We were talking anime. I just finished the Dragon Ball, which if you don't know, there's something before Dragon Ball Z, which I mean, I kind of grew up watching. I remember back to like when we were moving houses when I was growing up in our apartment in me and my brother's room we watch dragon ball all the time didn't know what was going on because you know it was just oh you know episodes. right yeah. no but now i'm like <laughs> going going back and kind of reliving it. it's kind of cool but yeah watching a lot of dragon ball is goku okay you're talking about the prequel is goku the one is he the kid with the monkey tail and that was that what yes. i would watch sometimes as yeah. a kid okay or you probably watched dragon ball z and that's gohan his son but Goku, also have the monkey tail. Yeah. Because oh, okay. they're saying That's good. They turn into okay. they turn into big gorillas when the the full moon comes out. But then what the fuck? Then Goku chops his okay. off though, but then it grows back. So I mean there's just a lot. Like a reptilian reptilian monkey. Yeah, it just kinda grows yeah. back randomly. But if you grab it, maybe we should start using all their strength. Maybe. I mean We should we, do we should do one where you just teach Adam and I uh, anime. We need to bring Bryson back on if we're going to do that. That's true. Um, so, I'm not talking about anime, but you know what? There's some fighting involved with this episode. Not between us. Oh, hopefully not. Hopefully not between us. I don't think it's we simple. can fight today. <laughs> um, I'm transitioning my little bonus episodes uh, to those dedicated listeners. Maybe they've listened to Deep Pulls. Uh, Adam and I produced this, he pulls podcast idea of basically just kind of going through the story of pretty random NBA players. We got one episode out for Kevin Duckworth. So if you're into the duck, uh, go check him out. <laughs> it's a good episode. Very good. Um, but I figured kind of like just doing those random players, you know, those random guys, kind of more role players and not necessarily champions or not Hall of Famers. When you hear the name, you know him. You go, "Oh shit!" No, Kevin Duckworth. Who doesn't know Kevin Duckworth? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think the common NBA fan knows Kevin Duckworth. But if you don't, you should go listen. I would argue. I would argue they've either heard somewhat of him or know him purely off of Two K. You can put a shot up. Oh, the one-handed shot. Duck shot. The one-handed shot. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows. People have probably messed with that. Um. So this episode, though, going with second deep pulls guy uh, that I researched, talking about Jerry Stackhouse. The stack. Yeah. Stack. Uh, Mark, why don't we start? Just tell me what comes to mind when you think Jerry Stackhouse. Think about his career. Hear his name. Oh, you really thinking. Uh, honestly, <laughs> Jerry Stackhouse. Nothing. Yeah, honest. Nothing. Like, was he a Dallas oh, Maverick? Okay. Was he a Dallas Maverick? He actually was. Okay, yeah. That's the only he, like he's on the, the only team I could tell you he played for. Maybe in the Knicks late really? in his career. Okay. I don't know much about the stack. He's just kind of there. 
Damn. All right. Well, guys. he was kind of there. He was there for a long time. It's funny that I guess you knew the Mavs because he was a bench player by then. So he was just coming off average like nine points with the Mavs. That's the Jerry uh, Stackhouse I know and love. <laughs> nine point Mavericks. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was his real peak. <clears throat> um, oh, yeah, you missed his whole Sixers and Pistons years. So we're just going to let's just jump into a little bit of it. Uh, Gary Stackhouse was drafted to the 76ers in 1995. <clears throat> um, so that was the same draft as people like Kevin Garnett or Rashid Wallace. So was he like a second rounder that year or was he like late first round? Because didn't <clears throat> 95 or was it? No, Allen Iverson was 96, 97. Never mind. So, yeah, so that's where that's where it kind of gets uh, interesting here. He was 95, and man, I think maybe I gotta maybe I gotta hype up Stackhouse a little bit here to really get the picture of what it was coming in the draft because he was actually picked third overall. Um, which I believe we've talked about Garnett. Wasn't he the fourth pick? So he was picked before Kevin Garnett. KG was okay. five. Oh, okay. PG was five. Um, so, uh, Stackhouse was grew up in North Carolina. High school, you know, state championship, North Carolina, high school player of the year, that kind of thing. He went to UNC. He was there for two years. He was six six, kind of a combo guard, forward, offensive, offensive guy. Um. He was scoring so much that uh, he was starting to get compared to the next MJ. He was one of those draft people that got next Jordan. Mm. But I think if you look at it, you just start going, okay, he was at UNC. He was six foot six. He was scoring a lot. He wasn't really much of a shooter. I think that's just Michael Jordan characteristics. I don't think, <laughs> I think that's a big jump. Well, and like yeah. it turn like it turns out when you give those people those labels, they normally, in my opinion, do not pan out to be even remotely like what they're capable of being. I don't know because uh, the next LeBron at first it was supposed to be Ben Simmons. People were comparing him to LeBron when he was coming Maybe. out. No, no, no. <laughs> Oops, something. Maybe bounce back. He's not gonna bounce back. Um, yeah, or what do you got? Ma- or Zion? Maple Jordan? Zion? Like he was supposed to oh, be Zion. the next great prospect. But, I mean, look at him now. I, this is a this is a quick aside, but next great prospect-wise, Wemmin Yama's also always, obviously been getting a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. Video of his flexibility, he might not be able to, he might not get injured. He might not be able to break. Nope. See that? He's bendy. Bendy Webby. He's bendy. He's super bendy. He's like, Mr. Fantastic. He's just stretchy all over the place. Um, but I think he, he might be all right. Good. Uh, but he's not getting compared guy, to anybody, guy. though. He's not. He's like, oh, this is. No. Maybe people are saying the next Kareem, but like that's a stretch. You know? Yeah. But like you can't compare him to LeBron or MJ. No, we've never seen like 7 5 in the NBA. So just, I don't know. Typically, those guys don't pan out. No, that's true. 
Yeah, well, Stackhouse, uh, he was getting the Jordan comments. 95 draft. Um, he, oh, the other, uh, the other funny Jordan comparison was Stackhouse went third in the draft. MJ went third in the draft. Oh, my. And also the college, like, big man teammates went directly after them in the draft. It was, so, everything was in line. For Stackhouse. It was uncanny. Yeah, MJ and then Sam Perkins and Stackhouse and then Rasheed Wallace. It was, it was meant to be. Meant to be. Except that the 76ers were absolutely horrible. They right. Were, they were a train wreck at that point because obviously we know they got AI the next year. Um, Stack's rookie year, they had 18 wins and they cycled 24 different people through the roster. That's so a they, lot of people on NBA team. They almost had just two completely different teams throughout the season. They were just plugging people in, trying to get anything to work. Uh, but it was just stack. It was just stack house. Just stack. People, uh, the crowd started dubbing the Sixers Stadium as Stack's house. Because hey. he was their only hope. Yeah. <laughs> so he was, he was getting all this hype. He was the next Jordan. Stack's house. He's a homeowner. That's a big deal. Um, but then the next year, draft AI. And AI and Stack do not get along. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were not. Basically, A, they were competing to be the star. You know, Stack's house, and then Allen Iverson comes in, and it's Allen Iverson. So immediately starts just putting up a bunch of points. Um, their first year together, they together they averaged forty five of the hundred points per game for the team. So they averaged almost half the team's points. They're half the team's offense. Just the two of them. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. So yeah. So the franchise was. I don't know. If the franchise was actually debating on who to pick, but. At least between Stack and AI, maybe they thought there was a debate like between the two of them. Um, and then they're also, you know, the whole fashion, the whole wardrobe stuff with Iverson. Mm-hmm. NBA starts trying to regulate what they can wear. Right. Yeah. Um, AI was a. He was like AI was the first person to wear like a, a shooting sleeve. That was kind of his thing. Like he wore like the first shooting oh. sleeve that you see so common now in the NBA. There was a shooting sleeve, but I was also talking about the whole, like, uh, what you wear post-game. And you oh, like, yeah, yeah, that too. He's like, yeah. Um, uh, Jerry was kind of kind of on the other side of that. He actually wasn't, wasn't like, uh, might have not cared totally what Iverson wore or, wore or whatever, but uh, he was a big suit-and-tie guy. Like, hearing that suit-and-tie, he was about respect. Oh. It was under uh, Dean Smith at UNC. He wanted the suit and tie. He wanted to be a professional. So these two just did not see eye to eye on legit anything. Besides getting buckets. No. Yeah, no, besides both of them wanting to score more points, I guess, per se. Uh, no, they, def- they didn't get along really at all. Um, there was, there's even some uh, disputed details, I would say, at uh, one of the practices, they just down to a straight up fight the gym uh stackhouse was quoted as saying it was a fight between one guy who didn't know how to fight and another guy who didn't want to fight 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. Who was who? Do we know who didn't want to fight? Oh, it was it was it was stack. Just judging from my research and where where we go from this, Stackhouse is the guy. Maybe says he doesn't want to fight, and maybe he means it. He'll do it. He'll do it. <laughs> He'll do it. He he grew up. He was actually the youngest of like eleven uh, siblings. Oh, he said he used to just get in fights with them all the time on the basketball court, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's he's not going to get pushed around. Um, honestly, when I asked you what comes to mind when I say Jerry Stackhouse, I was prepared for you to answer uh, like top NBA fights YouTube compilations. Is he in stacks a lot of on those? there? <laughs> yeah, for me, for me, a big suit and tie guy. He seems to be a big fighter. He doesn't. <laughs> Throw a punch. He's not scared, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want just, to. He will though. He's not going to back down. You know, he's, he'll take the challenge. Um, so at that point though, front office was like, okay, Allen Iverson is a, a superstar. Uh, Jerry was traded in his third season to Detroit, which is where I would say his peak actually hit. Not, not on the bench with the Dallas Mavericks. Sorry, that's my stack. This is your stack. I know that's your I know that's your peak. I guess yeah, this is my interpretation. But Pistons at that point, nineteen ninety seven. They're getting over the bad boy era. Mm-hmm. You got Grant Hill. Got Jerry Stackhouse. Pretty good. Pretty good. Stackhouse is averaging twenty four, five and five. Uh they actually make the playoffs. Look pretty promising. So, you go from Sixers trash to Pistons, all right, looking promising. And then that's when Grant Hill leaves to go to the Magic. Mm. He leaves. Stack's house just gets done all over again. There's no, there's no other, no other offensive choices. It's just Jerry Stackhouse. Um. Uh, with like five or six seasons under his belt, he averages twenty nine point eight points a seat a game. Pretty good, man. In two thousand one, averages thirty points a game in two thousand one. That's a lot. That's of, crazy. Yeah, for two for the oh one era, that's wild. Yeah, uh, the team went thirty two and fifty, so they weren't good. Oh but, no. No, they weren't good. <laughs> but he averaged, I mean, averaging 30 points. It's no, that's no small feat. I agree. Um, but now you got to tell, tell me when, like, when he leaves now. Because like, this is about the time where the Pistons win that championship that I love and well, know them for. <laughs> yeah, hold on. So that, we'll get to that. Because there's a reoccurring theme here with Stack's story. Quick aside, average 29.8 points a game. Do you think he got the scoring title that year? No. No. It's, uh, how much is that total? 1.3 more points than Jerry Stackhouse was on Iverson Ooh, in the Sixers. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, that so, was, oh, one was uh, Iverson's MVP year. So he had yeah, to get it. He yeah. had to get it. To get it. Otherwise, Stackhouse would have gotten MVP. That would have been crazy. 
<laughs> right? Don't think you can win MVP with your team's 20 games under 500. I don't think that's how they <laughs> that, that's not how the award works. He averaged 30 points. I don't care. Second in the league. Empty stats. Um, so yeah, so the stat comes that comes second in that. Uh, and he eventually pieces start growing. The younger pieces that you know in that championship year, they start growing and maturing. Stacks like releases some statements saying, I know this isn't the way to win it. It's just there were no other options. But now that there are options, uh, he actually starts passing. Bring in Cliff Robinson. 35 years old, they go 52 and 30. They flip the whole thing around. And Wallace gets depoy of the year. And then uh, they trade Jerry Stackhouse. Get rid of him. What did they trade him for? Is it? Because I've always wondered. Like, I have that. I have that. Perfect. It is. It's not. It's not. a Well, actually, no, it was a pretty good turnaround. I guess since the Pistons won. So after he peaks and averages 30 points a game, he gets traded to the Wizards. With MJ. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so Wizards sent back basically Rip Hamilton. It was basically a one-to-one. Uh, there were some other pieces that I don't know if any of us will know besides Adam, uh, Hubert Davis, and Jimmy Moore. No. Yeah, Adam would be like, oh yeah, he played like a game and averaged one point and one rebound and three assists or something. He'll say something stupid yeah. like that. He knows what type of guy he was. <laughs> I guess. But see, now my question is like, so it's like 0203. Right. Like, and how I've always wondered how the Pistons got a top three pick to draft Darko in the 03 draft. Because they're not that bad at that time frame. And they win it the next year. Yeah. Um... So I was thinking Jerry Stackhouse was my missing key. And it's literally a Google away. I could just Google it and find that out. I just haven't over the years because I've always like I thought Jerry Stackhouse was going to be the missing key, but but I I know how Rip Hamilton gets there now. Yeah, that's how Rip. I don't know if they threw in a pick. I mean, the Wizards were bad. The Wizards weren't good. It would they might have fallen up. It yeah, would have made sense because the Wizards weren't great at that time frame, and like you said, the Pistons were turning around and they just got Rip Hamilton. I don't know. Interesting one. Um, I'm not seeing any draft picks actually, so yeah, I don't, I don't know how they. Hey, I'll do a quick. I don't know how they got that. Okay. Oh, so, so yeah, so Stack left the Sixers, and AI takes off. Go eventually, you know, make it to the finals. Get sent to Detroit. Start looking promising. They trade him away. Win the chip two years later, like we've been talking about. And he goes to Wizards. He's supposed to be uh he's supposed to be Jordan's like Robin, basically. Except we've seen Jerry not that not be into the idea of being the Robin. <laughs> we see, we we just saw him a couple years ago in Philly. Clearly not think that uh, he's the second in command to rookie AI. So he comes in and 40-year-old MJ still is like trying to be the man of the team. Um, but it's just not working. Stackhouse has been quoted as saying MJ used to be like the basketball idol and then it just 
completely ruined it. The Wizards just crushed his opinion of Jordan, having to deal with him at that point in his career. I feel like a lot of people that like that that idolized Jordan and ended up playing with him on that Wizards team were like, yo, this guy sucks. Like he is not fun yeah, to be around. And also and this is like the Kwame Brown stuff. Oh, sorry. No, yeah. Ahead. I found it. The deep Reddit thread. Right. But they it was the second overall pick. I said the third. It was the second overall pick in 03. And apparently it was a 1997 trade with the Vancouver Grizzlies. They traded uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies Otis Thorpe. And they got the Vancouver Grizzlies first round pick in 2003. A pick five years in the future. Grizzlies and Cavs were still bad. Came down to a coin flip. It was one protected Man. too. So it was one protected. So if the Grizzlies would have gotten... The, the the lottery to win the number one overall pick, it would have been the pit. It would have been the Grizzlies pick, not the Pistons. So so if the if they won the coin toss, LeBron would have gone to the Grizzlies. Correct. Because it was only one protected, not 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 like a top five protected pick. Yeah, it was yeah. only number one, not number two. That's bold. Very That's bold. bold by the Grizzlies. <laughs> like you know, yeah. we <laughs> we were gonna be the worst team in Oath. I don't know. That's crazy. I, Otis Thorpe. Either Otis Thorpe is. This is either going to save our franchise for years to come, or we're going to completely crater and be the worst. I mean, it almost paid it off. It almost. almost worked out. Almost did. They almost got it. Uh, then, yeah, speaking of number one draft picks, it's the whole Kwame Brown era of the Wizards and MJ, and it's just a, it's just a disaster. Stackhouse goes down as the only uh, teammate of Jordan to actually average more points than him. Oh. So... Stackhouse was supposed to be the Robin. Offense was running through Jordan, but he still just managed to score more because Jordan was good, but he was 40. And uh, Wizards were bad, I guess, just to reiterate. It was no good. Um, so what happens at that point? Spends a couple years there. I think he spends like three years. That's when he gets sent to the Mavs. Mm. At that point, he's 30. Point he's thirty. He's got his injuries. Um, he's coming to the mass. He's accepted his time has passed. He's just trying to win. Like I've spent so much time with the horrible teams that I leave right before they succeed. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> I want to go somewhere <laughs> where I could get that championship. So he goes and joins Dirk. Um, and he's coming off the bench, and he gets to see the finals. That's cool. He goes to the Mavericks, uh, loses in the finals. D-Wade and Shaq with the heat. Mm-hmm. Gary's there trying to, you know, rough it up. Takes an elbow from Shaq, busts his nose open, gets some stitches. He's like, these aren't the only stitches I'm going to get this series, maybe, probably. Mm-hmm. Tough. Tough. He'll, he'll, he'll charge Shaq. Appreciate it, guy, um, to do that. I wouldn't do it. Oh. No, and Jerry Stackhouse is only 6'6", and he's 30 years old at that point. I wouldn't charge at Shaq, but uh, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> he's got to get the ring. Except he doesn't. He doesn't get the ring because once again, once again, he leaves the team. Right for, before they win the championship. Right, right before. Right before they get the championship. It's traded till Milwaukee. And two years later, the Mavs win the title. Brutal. He's over in Milwaukee. It's just brutal. This is the whole. This is basically the whole story. Just Jerry Stackhouse. 
He always leaves right before. He goes to Milwaukee and he he's going he's getting farther down into the bench. He's thirty six. You know. He's getting old. Getting old old. Um he's basically turned into like uh like that old vet you keep on the team just to talk to the rookies, mm-hmm. kind of coach them up. Right. Uh, even as his time with he he spends like I think two years with Milwaukee, just not really doing much. But uh, after that, he's struggling to get on a team. And even this is in 2013. He was drafted in 1995. Even after all those years, comes back with like just a slight. Slight dig at Allen Iverson. Yeah, won't give it up. I don't know. Man. He won't give I, it I, up. I don't know. Yeah, it might. Maybe it's not on purpose. Maybe he didn't mean anything by it. But a reporter asked him what it was like to see where he was at in his career and still be able to like, still be teams still be interested in him by this old age. He was saying. He said, "Uh, I've I've changed my roles. I understand the importance of having to change roles. I look at a guy like Allen Iverson. No way from a talent level or what he's done for the game of basketball shouldn't be on somebody's team right now. We know why. We know why. We know why. So it won't just, uh, give it up unless unless it's going over my head. It's just we know why. Just not a great attitude. Stack's got the great attitude. He knows how to do it. Besides, unless he fights people. Unless when he wants to fight. Unless when he wants to fight. <laughs> He's either a good guy or he wants to fight. <laughs> it's either really nice or a punchy in the face. It's fine. Um, so where does he go? Oh, right, yes. He goes to the Heat. Heat sign him. It's the Heatles. It's 2010. It's 2010, 2011. Now's oh, his chance. No, Stackhouse. <laughs> he joins. You can't go wrong joining Miami Heat in the early 2010s, except that Udonis Haslam gets injured and needs foot surgery. So they just drop Jerry after like 20 days and get a replacement center. Brutal. You just can't. You just can't quite get it. Um, and then honestly, the rest of his uh, career, spent some years with the Hawks and the Nets, just being that like fifteenth old guy talking to the players. Um, one key. Let me uh, let me go jump down here a little bit because one key fight he had that every a lot of people reference and I think it's asked about when he goes on like the sport TV shows was uh against Kirk Schneider. I don't know if you remember him. Kirk Schneider. I do not. With the, uh, he played for the Jazz, and I believe this was back with Detroit. This was back with this, Jerry was in Detroit. Um, Schneider was really giving it to him in the post, like really getting physical. It's like basically fouling but not getting called, that kind of stuff. Sackhouse so started doing it back a little bit. Um then after the game, Stackhouse uh, went and asked one of the uh, like physical, <clears throat> like the PAs or something, to grab him some sweats. Uh, and he puts on the team sweatsuit, puts the hood up, and goes out and waits in the tunnel. <laughs> Kirk Schneider, <laughs> just after the oh game. Oh, my God. Uh, 
Stackhouse was quoted as saying, uh, put on some sweats, some sneakers, and went and stood in the tunnel. As soon as he came out, fired on him. I got in a couple. That was it. I don't know where all these security people came from. It probably lasted 20 seconds. Everybody pulled me off him, and that was it. Just just started, just started attacking him. Either, either he's a nice suit guy, or he's going to whack you in the face. He's either he's either got the tie on or the hood up, and he's gonna, <laughs> gonna sock you in the face. Uh, Snyder uh, like threw some punches back. Both only resulted in a one game suspension. I'm not. I don't think that's how it would be anymore. Oh no, no, that's at least a one like game eight, suspension. Ten games nowadays. Uh, yeah, with a like, huge fine, fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. No way. One game suspension for waiting down the tunnel just to punch some guy in the head. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't you do cannot that. do that, Zach. Um, uh, and as he wrapped up his career, it is funny the paradox of a fight, but he's also very professional because he turned to he turned to coaching. I don't know if you're aware of that, but he's kind of been in the NBA assistant coaching circuit. Hmm. He's in there for a little bit. Twenty nineteen. Um, he was or no, dude. It actually was it uh, the 2018. It was 2018. Or, I th- yeah, 2018. He was assistant for Raptors. Then he ended up uh, head coaching the G League team, Raptors 905. Mm-hmm. On the championship. Hey, he got it. Helped pack. He got the. He got he the got G the League. Shit. The G League. He he developed. He's a key part in developing Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. Then go on, go up to the Raptors and win the championship. That's cool. I think Stack, I think Stack was there for that, though. No, no, he probably left, right? He had to leave for the no, yeah, no, Raptors he championship. He wasn't there. Stack, <laughs> he come wasn't on, there. man. You almost He had wasn't that. there. No, he, he gets so close. He gets so close every... That was the closest, I think. G League won the chip. All he had to do was stick around. But instead, uh, he went and took an assistantship for the Grizzlies. He was there and developed guys like Jaron Jackson. So, it's close. So close. It's close. Um, now, we fast forward to right now. He's actually out of the NBA. He's coaching the Vanderbilt team. Oh, the college? Ew, Vanderbilt. Like, is he the head coach? <laughs> yeah, he's head. He's head coach. Said he wanted to go back. I like the idea of going back to the younger kids because he before this he coached at AAU. I want to go back to the younger kids, but mostly he wanted to be a head coach. He wanted to be like fully in charge. Mm-hmm. So that's Vanderbilt, so they've had they had Darius Garland. I mean that's good. That's good, but like Vanderbilt's yeah. a baseball school. There's like one of the few schools yeah, that are really good at college baseball year in year out, in my opinion. Yeah, well, he's uh, a bright side is before he got there, they went 0 and 18 in conference play. So <laughs> he game. had to do better than that. <laughs> he had to do better. They went seven, they went seven and 11. Hey, that's better uh, than zero and 20. It is way better. And then, yeah, so he's just there. I feel like <clears throat> I could see him getting back in the NBA, though. He's. He develops like if he developed Pascal and Fred, like he was a big part of that. The G League Championship, 
part of the Grizzlies and now they're really good. I mean, he's like, you get, it's, it's like you get him, then you get rid of him, then you, and then you win the championship. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. It's like, you get him before, get the foundation of Stack's house, and toss that out and you get to win. Get to win. <laughs> it's, it's the ritual. So, Tell me the bet the Grizzlies to win the NBA championship. Uh, I'm just saying he was with the Grizzlies and like two years after that, they were a two seed. So it holds pretty, it honestly holds pretty strong. The only challenge will be when he leaves Vanderbilt, what happens with Vanderbilt? That might be the one that doesn't <laughs> that might be the that breaks one it? that one might make the pattern because there's just no way i don't know i mean we're talking about i think we've mentioned six seven different teams i mean the, the wizards, wizards didn't yeah, do the that wizards, great. right yeah. yeah the wizards and the bucks the bucks weren't amazing after he left but uh i mean so they're the wizards wizards are never good that's true um but yeah, that is that's just a little little side side quest of Gary Stackhouse's story here on Jump Ball. I think it's a pretty funny one. Oh, he also. Mm, I don't think I don't think we'll be able to play it, but I strongly encourage everybody on YouTube to go look up. Uh, he was a singer for a little bit there. He was an artist. Oh, Jerry! And <laughs> when he was with the Mavs, yeah. Shoot, where was it? I had the... When he was with the Mavs, he even had his own studio in Dallas. I would strongly encourage everybody to look up the interview he does in the studio because it's honestly pretty funny. <laughs> it's just these, like, baked hip-hop people trying to interview Jerry Stackhouse, and he's he's being all professional, you know? It's a good one. Uh, you can't find his music online, though. He deleted it. I yeah, can't find it anywhere. Probably wasn't great. I searched for it for a long time. I could not find it. And I think that'll do it. So uh, everyone place your bets two years from now on Vanderbilt winning the chip. And uh, <laughs> we'll see if we uh, <laughs> have uh, another episode next week. Either one. So do we have a host for next one? We can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <clears throat> Keep them guessing. Uh, I think Brock and Adam might be tied for the season. I'm trying to get a win. Uh, yep. We will do a Stackhouse episode of trivia. I'll win that one. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye, everybody. I'll see you all next week in the comments below. <laughs> what was that?